The New York Knicks are a national disgrace, ladies and gentlemen. They're horrible. They are trash. Horrible. The New York Knicks are trash. NBA Strayer, how are you going here, Gun? It's NBA Strayer, it's Thursday, February 17, all day. And I'm your host, James Clements. I'm a writer, Shim Tims. For whomstever wants to pay me that sweet, sweet folding stuff. Here in Larry Armour Studios, hanging out. Just tired. <laughs> to be honest, just tired. Uh, but I'm here to give you the lowdown on all the ins and outs of the NBA season. Uh, while repping Australia a bit. And what a day! What an absolutely chaotic day. you got Josh Giddy breaking records with his third straight triple-double. you got an epic Knicks collapse. you got the Pistons punking the Celtics. you got Penny Simons, DeMar DeRozan. We've got news on Zion. you got a game winner by Monty Morris for the Nuggets. you got AD going out injured, but the Lakers... Swim through the chaos in the Yaz game. What an NBA day. I'm exhausted. I still got to do this show. What a world. Anyway, <laughs> I'm going to wrap up the Mega 12 game slate for you today in the NBA Australia game wraps. Uh, Adam Silver still thinks that uh, Kyrie should play home games as well. He's like, oh, it's a bit unfair. It's like, geez, if only someone could change an Adam. Uh, we've also got a juicy slab with that Sunday night. All mate, no mate, spot of the night. Better than Lonzo Ball. We've got you in ours. We've got the unpopular opinion of the day. We've got our back take ours. We'll be serving up a flame grill take. There's Australian player watch, uh, Kiwi corner. We might have to chuck in an Andrew Gay's Grey Mumber Award for outstanding achievement in the field of excellence, uh, just cause. Because uh, we're also not going to finish with anything uh, after the game previews and picks today, because it's late. So we'll just get the show done. So let's do that. We'll do the game previews and picks for tomorrow, the final day of NBA games before the All Star break. I need that. I'll tell you that much. So let's get into it. Episode seven fifty nine of NBA Australia. Let's go! This is Matthew Delvedover and you're listening to NBA Australia. Watch out for the shark attack! Ah, you better, or the Monty Morris attack. If you're the Warriors, what? Or the LeBron James attack, if you're the Yaz. That was chaos. Uh, Better watch out for the injury attack, if you're Anthony Davis. Uh, Better watch out for the Marvin Bagley attack, if you're Grant Williams. We'll get to all that. Let's start today's show the way we start every show here at NBA Australia with the Daily. Whip around Adam Silver. He's like, oh, James, it's a bit weird. Like, I don't know, Kyrie. Doesn't quite make sense, really, does it? It's like, you're the ones making the rules, Adam, that every team has to accede to its uh, home state legislation. It uh, just doesn't quite make sense to me that an away player who's unvaccinated can play in Barclays, but the home player can't. No shit, Adam! Of course, the unvaccinated player playing at home in New York... Uh, would be around the facility, around the arena, etc., more and more and more than a visitor. So, uh, But it was interesting to see the New York City Mayor, Eric Adams, came out and uh, he was asked if he changed the vaccine rules about, uh, you know, players and stuff like that. And he's like, look, I think it's pretty unfair. Honestly, I'm struggling. 
with what to do because uh, it does seem like it's pretty unfair that hometown teams have to face different rules than the visitors. And everyone's like, yeah, no shit. Anyway, other news, Zion Williamson. So we all know that he was meant to be back in, like, what, December practicing. Uh, he's been off in, uh, you know, getting treatment, rehabbing, and might have to... He's been getting more soreness, more soreness, more soreness. He might need second surgery. A second surgery on his right foot. Nothing's been decided, but he's definitely out until uh, they're going to, you know, reevaluate after the All-Star break. Oh, boy. Zion, 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 Zion. Remember when David Griffin was like, oh, yeah, no, nah, he'll be back for training camp. No, nah, he'll be back for the season. Oh, I'll be back in December. Oh, he's never coming back. <laughs> he's going to New York. Anyway, uh, tough break. We'll talk about Zion again later. AD, uh, I talked about this uh, injury at the top. Rough one. Went over on his ankle very, very brutally. Nicely, though, the nice news is x-rays were negative on AD's ankle. Anthony Davis... Uh, the paper mache man basically does get hurt at the drop of a hat. Like, do you think he should just like what are they? Do they call them like movement consultants, like movement therapists? Should he do more yoga, some Pilates? Like that motherfucker just doesn't know how to like land or fall. It's like everything hurts, yeah, because you just like go down, like fucking, you hit the ground like a sack of shit, and it's over. Like at least eight times a game. And then when one actually looks like it's fucking horrible, like that one did today, it's like, yeah, I feel like we need to uh, sort this guy out. AD, you're killing me. But that one sucked, but, like, it looked horrible. Like, 100% like snapped a leg almost horrible, but luckily it seems like it's just a uh, really, really rough ankle injury. So hopefully he'll be okay. Uh, obviously he's going to receive treatment over the All-Star break and he'll be reevaluated when the team gets back to LA and do all that sort of stuff. So, look, hopefully AD's all right. D-Rose, though, some actual good news on the injury front. He's missed, what, two months because of his uh, ankle injury. Looks like he's going to return to the Knickerbockers uh, of New York City's lineup after the All-Star break. So that's kind of neat. So it's the end of next week. That's nice. And same goes for Caruso. The Caruso in Chicago uh, could be cleared to resume shooting and dribbling in the next seven to ten days, according to the Bulls coach Billy D. Billy Donovan. And other good news, good news uh, for the... Bulls fans, Zachy Cakes, Adam Levine. He had fluid drained uh, from his left knee to relieve the swelling. Uh, he's going to stay away from basketball activities for the next 48 hours. Then it looks like he's going to be cleared to uh, play in the All-Star game and should be good for the to go for the Bulls next week, which is awesome. So obviously uh, no surprise dunk contest edition for Levine, but still that's nice because uh, it was feeling pretty weird, right? When you have to go back in for second opinions, it's like, well, there's no structural damage, but I can't play. It's like, fuck, all right. But uh, so the entire sort of report on Levine was that it's like, yeah, it was like really heartening that they sort of drained it, they checked it out, and it looks good. So it's like, all right, no. Noise. Uh, Victor. Victor Oladipo. Victor Oladipo. Hanging out. Remember him? Yeah. Releases one R&B record and then is never heard from again. <laughs> also blew up his fucking quad. Uh He's out there now with the Heat's G League affiliate, the Sioux Falls Sky Force. Love that. Getting some 5-on-5 uh, five five practice work. Good old Victor. Uh, I'm excited. I just want Victor Oladipo back and playing. That's what I always want for everybody. I want all players to be playing at the best of their ability. That's how we get the best basketball. That's all I give a shit about. 
Uh, speaking to the best of his ability, Tristan Thompson played his best game as a pacer, and then uh, it was broken after the game by Rick Carlisle, his pacer's coach, that it was his last game as a pacer, and then it seemed like he was going to uh, be waived and has very clearly already teed up his next gig with the Chicago Bulls. Which is pretty interesting if you ask me, because A, he's not been waived yet, <laughs> and B, he hasn't cleared waivers, so any other team could pick him up. But he's already basically organized to join the Bulls. Nice. All right. All-Star Weekend is this weekend. Uh, we have Come Bucket, Jonathan Kaminga, replacing Chris Duarte, who hurt his toe uh, in the Rising Stars game, which is going to be nice. And it was also announced today that the uh, NBA is going to celebrate the 75th NBA 75 stuff. Uh, the anniversary, the 75 members of that 75 list for NBA 75, say 75 a few more times, uh, is that basically he's going to be out there going, right, shut up. What are you doing, Siri? Jesus. I didn't say Siri. <laughs> that was weird. Why are you talking at me? The fucking speaker just started yelling at me. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so the NBA 75 team uh, was basically like, cool. It's the Diamond Anniversary team. They're going to go to Cleveland, Cleveland for the All-Star game. We don't know how many of them are. Uh, but they did this in 1997 with the 50th anniversary team. Uh, 47 of that 50 were actually there, which is kind of neat. But uh, there's actually only 61 living members of that 75. So uh, we'll see who goes there. I mean, Bill Russell's already said, yo, with uh, COVID and stuff and the fact that I'm old as hell, uh, yeah, I'm going to be watching it all from home. Uh, but, yeah, that's kind of neat. I always like when the NBA sort of uh, leans into its history and stuff like that and does it, like, in a pretty fun way. And I don't know if you've been watching too much League Pass, but some of their game breaks have been fucking awesome. Uh, NBA TV as well. We're sort of just like, you know, little snippets and snapshots from years past. And I do love that. You know me. Oh, mate, if it's uh, NBA history, you have to fucking love it. Uh, Right. And the last bit of news, Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons. Uh, You remember him (laughs) in Brooklyn. Patty Mills. Patty Thrills came out today. I was talking about uh, before, well, it was basically after their shoot-around and uh, spoke to the media. He was like, yeah, I see a, see a real hungerness from him. I love how Patty talks. It's amazing. Um, he has like a very genuine sort of phraseology, a hungerness. I like that. His demeanor and his desire to not only get back on the floor but make a significant impact. He's got a lot of, I believe, fire built up underneath him that has a desire to get back and be the player that he is and even get better, and even grow, and even develop. And that's one thing that I'm excited to be in the same room, and same locker room as him, to do my part to help him develop, and help him grow, and help in any way possible there. Patty's excited, so hopefully Simo's excited, and hopefully the Nets, after a big win today against the Knicks, get excited. Right, speaking of which, let's do some game raps. Game raps, 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 let's do it. Atlanta, kick the shit out of Orlando. We're going to fly through these. 130, 109. Uh, Trey didn't rest, uh, which is my sort of pick yesterday. Uh, he didn't need to because they smashed them so bad out of the gate. They sort of cruised to the win and everybody got to uh, limit their minutes. Uh, the Magic, look, I still love that there's a framework there of this team. They had 23 points for us. Cool. Anthony, uh, 10, 10, and 6 for Wendell Carter. 19 for Jalen Suggs. Sure, it came on 6 of 19 shooting, but whatever. Uh, good job by the Magic. Look, you just feel bad from at this point, but this is the way you tank. Uh, the Hawks, Bogdan 
Bogdanovich, 23-6 and six for him. He's been awesome of late. He had 4-3. So did Trey. Uh, Trey had 22-3 and three rebounds and 6 assists. Kev fucking what up at 15. DeAndre Hanna at 14. Uh, Onyeka Okongwu, loving him. 12-6 and six for him. Danila Galinari at 11. And uh, they roll. So Orlando dropped to 13-47. and 47. Atlanta, 28-30. Needed that one. Detroit basketball beat Boston. What? Hang on. Yeah, Detroit 112, Boston 111. Hilarious. In Boston, the Pistons beat them. The Celtics shot 34% from the field and 40% from three, and they lost against the worst team in the NBA because they let the worst team in the NBA shoot 53% from downtown. That'll do it. The Pistons had a bit of swagger, though. Jeremy, Jeremiah, Grant hit the uh, go-ahead bucket right late, and they held on. The double block on Jalen Brown to seal it was absolutely amazing. The Pistons, out of nowhere, punked the Celtics. Like, Bagley was just out there with the swagger. There's just kind of like a fun vibe to this Detroit team sometimes. Sometimes. I say sometimes. Because a lot of the other time, it's also really sad. But either way... Like, that sort of talent they have, Cade Cunningham, uh, now Marvin Bagley, Big Deke Bay, Jeremy, Jeremiah Grant, he reckons he's awesome. It's just kind of fun sometimes. And the Celtics, look, Jalen Brown goes for 31-6. and six. He shot 12-21. He was awesome. Tatum goes for 22 on 7-15 shots. Grant Willie hits four threes. He goes for 17-3-3. 19-7-7 for Average Al Horford. How did it all fall apart? Well, no one else really did much. Derek White nearly saved the game right at the end with a big steal, but they couldn't get the bucket to go. Uh, he ends up with 9, 6, and 6, but he goes 1 to 6 from deep. And uh, the Celtics just got pipped. Uh, 16 to 30 from 3 for the Pistons. Kay Cunningham was awesome. 20 points, 8 rebounds, 6 assists, 24 for Jeremy. Jeremiah Grant, he went 4 of 6 from downtown as well, including the game, uh, the go-ahead game winner. Big Deke Bay, 5 of 8 from deep from him. 20 points, 11 rebounds, 6 assists. He's a gun sometimes. Kelly Olynyk in a return to Beantown, 15 and 6. And uh, Marvy Bags was kind of handy. Had a massive yam on Grant Williams. Ends up with 6-6. Six and six. I just want to see him reinvigorate his career, and that'll be fun. Boston dropped the 34-26. and 26. Detroit up to 13-45. and 45. Washington continue to confound. They really do. They really confound because they just lost to the Pacers. Now, Washington, you might think, oh, well, you know, they aren't that good. The flip side is, I tell you, is that the Pacers are also absolutely horrible. So for the Pacers to beat the Wiz, like the Wiz just never put it together. The Pacers were disciplined enough, despite not being able to buy a three, and ran them out of uh, whatever they call the field house there in Indy. Uh, the Wiz went 17 to 37 from downtown. The Pacers went 4 of 20. Now, I'm no math magician, <laughs> but if you score 13 more threes in the opposition, you should win that game. The problem is they shot 54%. So the Pacers actually went 41 of 63 on the rest of their shots. 41 of 63! They had 30 assists. Uh, Basically, the Wiz, they had Kuzma. He shot 6 of 12 from downtown, only 9 of 27 overall. He had 26, 15, and 6. KCP, the notorious KCP, Contavious Caldwell-Pope. 27 points for him, 5 of 8 from downtown, but no one else did shit. Denny Avdijal with 14 and 7, but Rahul Neto and Corey Kispich is nothing. Uh, Thomas not Kobe Bryant, nothing. Like, just brutal scenes for Washington. Man, with the Pacers, they just sort of got it from everywhere. Like Terry Taylor. He had, what? He shot 9-11. He went 18-9. and 9. That was awesome. 
But it was Tyrese Halliburton. He's the straw that stews the drink, man. 21 points, 5 rebounds, 14 assists. He was awesome. Buddy Heald, 15 points, 7 assists. O'Shea Brissett was 17 and 6. Tristan Thompson, 17 and 6 as well. That is a bad loss for Washington, though. To hit that many threes and get absolutely nothing out of it. Uh, they're 26 and 30. Indy, 19 and 40. Brooklyn, hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. The New York Knickerbockers of New York City lose at home to the Nets, 111-106. The Nets team, remember, without Ben Simmons, without Kevin Durant, without Kyrie Irving, basically they got beaten by a rookie, Cam Thomas, and uh, LaMarcus Aldridge, and uh, <laughs> it was not great. Hilarious, though, if you're in, like, you know, a Knicks. Look, I'm not going to say I'm a Knicks hater. I love it when the Knicks are good. I also love it when the Knicks do shit like this because it's funny. The Knicks really nicks this one up. The thing is, they've really nixed up the last three games. Tibbs might not survive the All-Star break. We'll talk about that later. They blew, the Knicks, a 20... They blew, yeah. <laughs> they blew a 28-point lead. 28! That is insane. Like, it was down to nine with, like, half of the third quarter left. You're like, what the fuck just happened, Knicks? It felt like they settled it. It's like, here we go. But the Nets just went, don't care. 11 minute stretch of the fourth quarter, they dropped 36 to 12 on them. It's like someone put a fucking lid on the Knicks' basket. It was hilarious. They gave up a couple of re- uh, offensive rebounds on the second to last possession for the Nets uh, that ended in a Cam Thomas three. Great save by Patty Mills, who missed a shot, but uh, the ball sort of carooms, uh, carooms around and it's about to go out of bounds. He saves it, slings all the way back. Cam Thomas nails a massive three, seals the win. It's the third straight brutal loss for the Knickerbockers. Uh, Portland, they shit the bed. Against the Thunder, they shit the bed and then lose in overtime. And then the Nets, the Nets, they shit the bed. Absolutely incredible loser vibes around this Knicks team at the moment. Uh, Randall is just, look, Randall played well, but just the rest of this team, it's just, and Randall kind of seems to hate everybody. He's not exactly fucking just giving off the world's greatest leadership vibes. He had 31 and 10. Goes 4 of 8 from 3, but yikes. That dude, look. There were moments where he looked amazing, and in the second half, it just shut down. Uh, Evan, don't Google me. Fournier had 16 points. It came on 17 shots, though. IQ, Emmanuel quickly was replaced late by uh, Tibbs in all his uh, uh, knowledge and esteemed <laughs> worthiness. By Alec Burks, who did fuck all. Whereas IQ, at 18 points, was 4 of 7 from 3. And Burks did fucking nothing. Nothing else. Like, Kemba had 9 points. The other Mitch Robinson, 2 points. 7 rebounds. They just couldn't do anything against his Nets team, which is hilarious, because they suck. Like, Cam Thomas had 21. He was incredible. That 3 that he hit was just massive. It was the only 3 he hit all game, too. Seth Curry had 20 points, 6 assists. He went 6 and 9. Nice. From 3. 11 and 19 for Andre Drummond. Looking like a bloody all-star at times. LaMarcus Aldridge had 18 and 10. This is old-ass LaMarcus Aldridge getting just absolutely roasting the Knicks. In 22 minutes, he had 18 and 10. Bloodsport James Johnson had one of his better games of late too. 14, 7 and 5. Uh, sort of gave them just that uh, junk bucket vibe around the hoop that you need. You know, Thad Young was always a classic at that. Uh, the and ones out of nowhere. It's like, holy shit. He's got like three points because James Johnson just threw up a prayer. Uh, Patty had a rough one, but was still awesome because I love him. Knicks, 25 and 34. Hilarious. Brooklyn needed that. Absolute scenes now. 31 and 27. Sacramento and Chicago played the John Salmons Bowl. 125. The Bulls win at 118. DeMar is a bad man. It really is. Like Sacramento pushed them all the way. 
But Chicago had the answers in the end because they had Kobe, Kobe White, and DeMar Rosen, and the Kings just didn't. <laughs> it was weird. It was a great game. And the Bulls held on. So the Suvlaki King, DeMar Sabotis, has 22-12-8. De'Aaron Fox was unreal, 33-8-9, shot 14-26. Jelzy Holiday goes for 18 points. He shot a 6-11 from three and 17 for Harrison Barnes. They should win that. Unfortunately, Sacramento's defense gave up 125 to the Bulls, and DeMar had 38 because he's fucking incredible. Kobe had 31-5-6, 21-10 for Nikola Vucevic. Hello, Nikola Vuc. Vuc, 15-6 for Jomante Grant. Ayo, Dosunmu with 12 as well. Their bench gave him sweet fuck all, but everybody else did something. Uh, Sacramento dropped the 22-38. and 38. Chicago almost flip it up and reverse it, 38-21. Portland. Portland, that's right. The Trailblazers beat the Memphis Grizzlies. What? 123-119. What a game. Told you this day is fucking chaos. The Blazers beat the Grizzlies because Anthony Penny Simons has got balls the fucking size of Uluru. Uh, The Blazers are not afraid of anybody. Hammer and tongs all game this one. It was back and forth. Like The Blazers got up early in the first, and then they played each other to a standstill, basically, almost the rest of the way. And the Blazers held them off at the end thanks to a massive Simons three with, like, what, 40 seconds left? Like, he might already be better than CJ McCollum. I'm just saying. Like, blow it up. Build around him. He's unreal. 40 seconds left. Two-point lead. Dances, dances, dances. He's looking like a combination of Dame and, uh, I don't know, Dame with the sort of weird step back, a bit hardeny, and boom. Absolutely nailed it. It was awesome. Blazers up five. They're going to win. The Grizz, John Morant was incredible. He had 44 points, 11 assists. He went 21 of 25 at the free throw line. It was absolute chaos. Desmond Bain, yes. 30 points for him. He went 7 of 12 from deep. Triple J, though, tough one for him. 2 of 10 from the floor. Yikes, 7 points. Brandon Clark was good, though. 12 and 10, but nothing else. The Blazers, Simons was awesome. 31 and 6. He's going to pop up again in later. Yusuf Nurkicello, Buznimbeer, 32, 8 and 4. Josh fucking hot. 22-7-6. He's a weapon. I love him. Uh, and Justice Winslow gets one of his former teams. 16 points, 7 rebounds, even 14 points for Thrift Shop. Benny McLemore, 41-19, uh, are now the uh, Grizzlies, which is pretty crazy. Uh, love him. But, geez, that was, uh, tell you what, unexpected. Unless you're me, who picked this yesterday. So <laughs> the Grizzlies, 41-19. The Blazers, 25-34. They trade CJ McCollum. They trade Norm Powell. They trade Lord Robert Covington. No Dame. They have won four straight. Can you say it with me? It's the Joe Ingles effect. Just get him on your team and you'll be right. Even if he's not playing, he has that much of an impact. I love it. Uh, what else? Toronto held on to beat Minnesota 103-91. Minnesota actually led going to the fourth and the Raps ran over the top in the fourth uh, quarter. Um Buckets from everybody, really, in the fourth quarter, too. And then Gary Terrence, Trent Darby Jr. just brought him home. Got cracking right at the end. Carl Anthony Towns ended up with 24 and 11. D'Lo and Malik Beasley both went 2 of 11. Ah, gross! <laughs> Beasley was 2 of 10 from downtown. Uh, 10 points for Pat Bev. Jaden McDaniels again. Another good game for him. 18 points and 7 rebounds. Meanwhile, for the Raptors, Gary. Trent Jr., Gary Terrence, Trent Darby Jr., 30 points, 10 of 24 shooting. He went 5 of 12 from downtown. 
Siakam ends up with 17-9-9. So close to a triple-double. Scotty B dropping down those rookie rankings because of Giddy Up. 9-4-4 on 4 of 9 shooting. That's a uh, pretty neat almost palindrome. Thad Young at 10-5. Precious Achua with 11-6. Good win for the Raps. Jeez, they pulled that out of their ass. Uh, 31 and 28 of the Wolves, 32 and 25 of the Raps. San Antonio beat OKC 114, 106. Giddy up. Giddy up. Giddy up. Crazy game. Third straight triple double for Josh Giddy. OKC gave themselves a chance late after struggling sort of to stay in touch down the stretch. Uh, a couple of big misses and a couple of rough calls actually sort of meant they couldn't quite pull off the comeback. Uh, and also, DeJunto Murray is pretty awesome. <laughs> that was brutal. Pirtle was just doing whatever he wanted against uh, Poku and co. Uh, but look, the Thunder, this was it's the Gideon Trey Man show at the moment. Uh, Roby was pretty good too, but Gideon's it was 17, 10, and 10. His third straight triple double. That's right, the Yarraville Yahoo absolutely just lighting it up. 8 of 18 from the floor, 1 of 4 from downtown. Trey Man goes for 24 and 6, 17 and 12 for Roby, 22 for Teo Maladon as well, which is, uh, look, for a bloke who wasn't hitting threes, that was awesome. 10 and 10 for Poku. Uh, <laughs> he's just such a weird-looking unit. For the Spurs, Teenage Mutant, Yakapurdle, 20 points, 17 rebounds, and 5 assists. I told you he dominated. 10 of 14 from the floor. Dejunte Murray goes with 18, 7 and 8. Cowden Johnson, 22 and 7. Devin Vassell was very handy as well. 15, 5 and 6. Uh, 16 for Damian Buckets and Lonnie Walker at uh, 17 off the bench. But this is the giddy show, isn't it? Holy shit. Three-state triple-doubles. Uh, it's the first time a rookie's done that since Oscar Robertson in 1960-61. Anytime you say shit like that, you just go, hang on. Fuck. <laughs> okay, see, though, this is just good tanking. They dropped to 18-40. and 40. Uh, The Spurs are 23-36. and 36, And uh, with that win, Pop jumps up in the second all-time in the coaching wins. Love that. Talk about that again later. Houston made Phoenix work for it. 124-121. The Suns win. Absolutely felt like Houston were going to steal this. Up for a chunk of the game. CP3 got booted for having a sook. And then as he's sort of trying to figure out his fucking finger, the ref walks backwards into him and CP3 got kicked out. It's like, what the fuck? Anyway, but uh, look, Houston lost it. And then they got back into it with a 15-2 run with two minutes left. Uh, But Cam Johnson did a huge three. And uh, I think Michael Bridges then went on his own little mini run. Seven zip out of there. Sun's back up. They hold on. Tough scenes, the Rockets, but... Again, that's just good tanking. Dennis Schroeder, I am German Rondo at 23-9. and He's in his element now, playing in games that don't matter. Uh, Eric Gordon, 20 points. He shot 8 of 24. Kobe! And uh, 3 of 14 from downtown. Jalen Green went 5 of 12 for 17 points. Eric Gordon did also airball the game-tying shot at the end of this. Uh, probably should have gone to Jalen Green. 17 points, 5 of 12. He was pretty good. Jay Sean Tater, 22 and 10 as well. Devin Booker, though, for the Suns. 24 points, 8 assists. Three steals, two blocks. He was really good. And the Suns, every time, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how much they are down late. When it comes to clutch, they come through. 23 points, nine rebounds for DeAndre Ayton. CP3 with 11 and 6 before he was tossed. Just, that is chaos. It's the fucking Players Association president. What are you doing? You walked into him, ref. Fuck me. 17 and 7 for Michael Bridges. And Cam Johnson, 14 off the bench. That was massive. Houston dropped to 15 and 41. Phoenix are an insane 47 and 10. Unbelievable. Unfucking believable. Uh, 
Then we've got the last two games, which are absolute fucking belters. I'm ruined! My throat's going. And we've still got two more to go. Denver beat the Warriors 117-116. Absolute insane vibes. Denver stuck with the Warriors all game, but they could never really quite get over the hump. And it felt like eight different times the Warriors had sort of put this away, especially like right at the end. Like It felt like Otto Porter kept saving the uh, Warriors' ass with like, you know, either putbacks or like little offensive rebounds to reset. And then Wiggins had a big turnover. The Nuggets take the lead. Steph gets it back with an insane and one. But Monty Morris, the game-winning three as time expires from Nick Leo who everybody, look, watches him roll into the... Uh, into the paint. There's not much time left. It's ticking down for three, two, and he kicks it out. You're like, what? Monty Morris launches the three. Bang. Nuggets win. Absolute chaos. Steph, look, he couldn't buy any three-pointers. He went one of seven from downtown. He had 25 and six. Clay, three of 10 from downtown for his 16. Wiggins, just tough, tough, tough sledding for him. Four of 12 for his nine points. Uh, Poole at 15 and five. Come bucket. Jonathan Kaminga shot five of six and had uh, 12 points. But yeesh, yeesh, Warriors. I mean, it was just absolute chaos, that end of that game. Like, the fact that Monty Morris was so open and had, like, a million years to shoot it because they were so keyed in on uh, <laughs> what Joker was doing, it was nuts. Uh, Otto Porter had 10-7, and seven, uh, three offensive rebounds. Gary Payton the second blocked the shit out of the Joker and then some push-ups. That was awesome. 12-4 uh, and four with six steals for him. Six steals, mate! The glove, the mitten, I love it. And uh, Golden State now dropped to forty-two and seventeen. Denver thirty-three and twenty-five. Unbelievable. Finally, the Lakers—they beat the Lakers. Are oh, the Lakers stink though? The Lakers stink. Do they though? One hundred six. They beat the Yaz one hundred one after being down the entire game. This was just absolutely against all momentum. They outscored them thirty-five. 22 in the fourth quarter. They rip off a 26-9 run to close it out. Donnie Mitchell was lighting them on fire. AD goes out. Looks like the Lakers are cooked. Down 12 still in the fourth quarter. They rip off a seven-zip run in the middle of the fourth just to sort of get it manageable. It's like, fuck, it's only five points. And then, boom, LeBron just kept matching every bucket they had. And then he goes through Gobert for like a big, big tough bucket. It's a three-point game. And then he just kept getting him in there. And kept scoring. He was pacing the Jazz all the way through the fourth quarter, basically by himself. And boom, Austin Reeves hits just the biggest three in the night to pretty much seal it. Rusty's hitting free throws to make sure it's safe. And the Jazz just couldn't get a good look. Like They couldn't manufacture anything. And like you've got Conley, you've got Clarkson, you've got Donnie Mitchell. Jeez, you lose Joe Ingles and you just fall apart. Donnie Mitchell had 37. He was absolutely on fire in the first half. Uh, he shot 13-24. He was unreal. 5-11 from downtown. 15 for Boyan. He goes on 5-14 shooting, though. Gobert has 5 points, 11 rebounds. Just, I mean, gives you that defensive sort of aspect to it all, but at the same time, you've got to give us something else there, Rudy. Mike Conley goes 2-9 of nine for 6 points. Clarkson for 13 points on 14 shots. Royce O'Neal shits the bed and just passes up open threes late and turns the ball over. What are you doing? Meanwhile, the Lakers, LeBron has 33-8-6, shoots 14-23. It was absolutely incredible. 17-76 for Rusty, 17-2-2 for AD before he goes out. Austin Reeves, biggest three of the night, he ends up with nine points. Like, 
Stanley Johnson was missing all of his shots. He had four, two, and four. He shot two or six. Like, no one was really hitting anything. Like, Taylor, THT was horrible. Malik Monk got a big steal late, though. He ends up with 13 points. Uh, even still, they just pulled that one out of their ass. Huge win for the Lakers as well. They're now 27 and 31. The Jazz dropped to 36 and 22. Absolutely muffed that one. That's the games. Let's do an NBA Australia improved performance of the night, finally. Jesus. <laughs> That's not a knife. Anthony motherfucking Patty Simons. Ah, oh, I love Anthony Simons. 31 and 6 today. Drops the game winner in Tyus Jones's face. He shot 11 of 18 and 5 of 10 from downtown. He was absolutely mega. I swear. Better than CJ. He just won't stop scoring 30s. <laughs> it's awesome. The Joker, 35, 17, and 8. He shot 13 and 24 from the floor. Uh, has the game winning assist. That was beautiful. He also went 3 of 5 from downtown. LeBron, as I just said, 33-8-6 with two steals, did everything. Uh, I think I tweeted out, it's like the Nelson Muntz vibe of like, fuck it, I'll just do it myself. Throws the ball to himself and goes and scores everything. Uh, But of course, the NBA Australia approved performance of the night in the John Salmons Bowl, DeMar DeRozan. The first player in NBA history to post seven straight 35-plus point games on 50% or better shooting. He had 38-6-6 against the Kings. He shot 16 to 27, 101 from downtown. That got him up to 35. The 5 of 5 from the line. He was incredible. He's been incredible. We're going to talk about it again later as well. But look, John Morant had 44 and 11, goes 21 to 25 of the free throw line. He doesn't even crack the top five here. Well, he's fifth, but still. Uh, so Anthony Penny, Simons, Nikola Jokic, hello, LeBron James, and DeMar Rosen with the absolute capping performance. They are all the NBA story performances of the night. And of course, our man, giddy up, 17, 10, and 10. Third straight triple double. What a legend. Absolute chaos for the OKC Fender. Love it. Who was Spud of the Night, though, Jimmy? Spud, 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 Ant-Man probably should have sat out that game, huh, for the Wolves. So I feel like he uh, hurt his ankle last game. Uh, He went 0 of 8 from the floor in this one. 0 of 5 from downtown. They lose against the Raptors. Thanks for coming, Anthony Edwards. CJ Ellaby, he's got amazing hair. He was fucking shit today. 0 of 6. 0 of 3 from downtown. 0 of 5 for Josh Primo. Uh, One point in 12 minutes. Uh, 0 of 5 for Troy Brown Jr. And for Kevy Knox for the Hawks in 11 minutes. Patty Mills, I mentioned that. I hate it when I have to throw an Aussie into the spot of the night, but Patty goes 2 of 13 against the Knicks. Misses a big three late, but uh, gets the massive save that uh, basically wins in the game. Uh, 2 of 9 from downtown. Triple J, Jaron Jackson Jr., 2 of 10 from the floor, 0 of 4 from downtown. Royce O'Neal, as I mentioned, he had 10 points, shot 4 of 6, but looked off two different open shots late for no real reason. Uh, also had four turnovers and turned the ball over on pretty much like the ceiling possession for the Lakers. And then, it's like, it's the combo of spuds. It's like getting fries and wedges. D'Lo and Malik Beasley both going 2 of 11. Unreal. What is that? That is just gross for the Wolves. And this is kind of what happens. Like, Ant-Man's hobbled. Uh, D'Lo goes 2 of 11, 2 of 8 from downtown. Malik Beasley goes 2 of 11 and 2 of 10 from downtown. Just, ugh, gross. 
fries, wedges, it spuds everywhere. Thanks for coming. D-Lo and Malik Beasley. Easily. The winners of Spud of the Night. Who was Old Mate No Mates, though? Old Mate No Mates. 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 Who's got No Mates today? Taj Gibson. Feels like he was the mole. Did you see his putback slam for the Nets? Off a, uh, like, Drummond was up there as well, and Taj is like, nah, I'm going to put that in. Oh, wait, that's not my bucket. The Knicks, as well, also were put on blast by Kevin Durant, tweeting out the Nets fans were loud in the Barclays. I mean, the garden tonight. You got punked, Knicks, by Kevin Durant. That is not ideal. Uh, But that was just a tough one in general. So the Knicks are just definitely old mate, no mates. Tibbs is getting roasted. The Knicks in general. uh, Julius Randle. They can't wait to get uh, RJ Barrett back. But juice, absolute scenes for all the Knicks. And they're all basically old mate, no mates, because three horrible losses in a row going to All-Star. It's not going to feel good. Just saying. Pantsing the night. I mean, the Knicks got pantsed in the garden by the Nets, who were from Brooklyn, and they're up 28. I mean, that's a pantsing. Franz Wagner, hello, got sat down by Trey Young. That's a bit of a pantsing. Like, Trey Young crossed him up so bad, Franz Wagner fell over and just ended up on his ass going, what just happened? Marvin Bagley, he absolutely yammed on Grant Williams. I mentioned that earlier. Uh, from Great alley-oop from Kay Cunningham, too. Uh, Jalen Brown, he got double blocked. The double block by Cade and Beef Stew, Isaiah Stewart, to save the game. That was massive. That's a bit of a pantsing. Like, Jalen Brown... If you can't get the shot off against two dudes, like, what are you doing? Like, you're trying to shoot against two dudes. Like, two dudes blocked you at the once. That's fucking brutal. What are you doing? Finally, who is better than Lonzo Ball? Lonzo was the best player in high school. He was the best player in college. You think you'll get to the pros and be like, I made it to the pros. Now I can be average. You're coming for everybody. Coming for everybody. Uh, Who was better than Lonzo Ball today? Kobe. Kobe White in that win against the Kangs. 31 points. He shot 11 of 19. Goes 6 of 11 from downtown. He had 6 assists, 5 rebounds, and a steal and only 1 turnover. I love Kobe White. That was awesome. Cam Thomas. He had 16 points in the fourth quarter that did the uh, rookie net. Played all 12 minutes. He shot 7-10 from the floor in the fourth. 1-2 from downtown. The three was just the biggest shot of the game that basically sealed it. 16 points in the fourth quarter of his 21. Cam Thomas is unreal. And, of course, there is a list of rookies who have had uh, three straight triple-doubles in their career. Uh, well, three straight triple-doubles as a rookie, obviously. Uh, that list does not include Lonzo Ball. So Josh Giddy is now the second young, uh, the youngest the second youngest, the third youngest, and the fourth youngest player to ever have a triple-double. So Josh Giddy with his 17, 10, and 10, better than Lonzo Ball. All right, let's do some ENRs right after this. This is Cam Glidden. This is Anthony Drimmick. This is Mitch McCarran. This is Jason Kiddie. This is Daryl McDonald. Hey, guys, this is Hugh Greenwood. Yo, what's going on? This is Ellie. This is Mark Worthington or commonly known as Wertho, and you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And 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 you're listening to NBA Australia. All right, let's do some Yanaz. They are brought to you by the DailyLiquor.com from East Ninth Brewing. If you're in Melbourne, it's party time. Still. Still summer. Still warm. Lockdown, you know, it's all over. Masks, they're all changing. All the rules. Anyway, don't go to the bottle and get 
you know, booze, uh, you know, from some bloke who might have the Omicron, standing next to you trying to breathe on you. Gross. Just get it all delivered to your door, Rona Free, from thedailyliquor.com. You get all the amazing beers, wines, and cocktails that they've got there at thedailyliquor.com. So go check it out. And if you're banging the code Strayer, you get a free six-pack of the Dos Blocos XBA. How good is that? Love it. Metro, Melbourne area, and same-day delivery for order before noon. So you sort out your knockoffs. Go get around the dailyliquor.com right now. Banging that code Strayer. Get a free sixer on me. Right. First off, is that it for the Lakers with AD's injury? Yeah, nah. Probably not, just because it's such a weird slap fight at the bottom of the West, uh, where you've got like the Kings, the Spurs, the Pelicans, the Blazers, all still like at least two and a half games back of the Lakers, and I mean it's AD, so it's an ankle sprain. Seemingly, it could be a really bad one. It could be four weeks, six weeks, who knows? <sighs> I mean, we've sort of seen them deal with that AD before. It's not great. It took, you know, LeBron being absolutely fucking incredible to get past the Yaz today, but at least they got that one, so it does keep them sort of treading water. But I think the problem is, like, the Blazers, the Pals, the Spurs, the Kings, like, they're going to have to, like, drop below two of those teams to basically miss out on the play-ins. So they should be able to slightly manage. Like, we've seen LeBron play at center for big swathes of time. Can he do it again? I wouldn't put it past him because he's LeBron. Uh, there will probably be some sort of, you know, buyout due that they might pick up. Uh, but, geez, like the other sort of bit of news was like, oh, yeah, we don't want to trade any of our future assets or anything, you know, this offseason. Like, we think we've got a really good team now. And LeBron's like, oh, God, this fucking place. Well, I've made a horrible mistake. I'm going to Cleveland. Uh, but the Lakers, look, it feels like it should be doom and gloom. But the fact that Anthony Davis didn't, like, snap his fucking foot off is actually pretty good news. So it means he'll be back conceivably, you know, before the playoffs, if not in time for the playoffs. So it's probably like it for their title chances because this was the time that, look, yeah, that's probably a better way of phrasing it. That's it for their title chances because the entire thing sort of hinged on Rusty Westbrook, LeBron and AD sort of staying healthy for this run, the stretch run and like firing up and firing into the playoffs. And now that's probably a bit cooked. So, yeah, tough. Hey, is uh, Pop the best coach ever? Yeah, no, I mean, it's only the second most wins ever, so... I'd have to say second best. Passes Lenny Wilkins. He's two wins behind Don Nelson. <laughs> ah, but Pop, you know, the only bloke who could ever slow down Patty Mills. So I don't know. I'd still go with Phil. Uh, should the Knicks fire Tibbs? Yeah, nah. Ugh. What are your other options? Like, really? Really? I'd still say nah, because, like, maybe, maybe you can turn it around with, like, a bit of defensive nous from Tibbs. But what have you seen this year from the Knicks that makes you think that they're going to turn around, you know? I mean, your team keeps losing its focus so badly, you've blown three insane games in a row. You've blown 20-point leads in less, like, three-plus, 20-plus-point uh, 20 leads, like, this month. Like, something's probably got to change. Like, a 20-point lead, that 28-point lead was the largest they've blown in over 30 seasons. And yeah, losing three games after leading by 20-plus points in February, it's the first time to do it in a calendar month over the last 25 years. Like, that's insane. They've lost two when leading by over 14 points going into the fourth quarter. Like, what can you do? Are you just, like, going, right, nah, we're sitting Kemba. Uh, we need D-Rose back. <laughs> oh, God. 
We need to patch all these holes in this ship. RJ Barrett, we need him back. I think it's more about like getting RJ back and finding a bit of, uh, I don't know, this sort of creamy middle ground where it's like Evan Fournier gives you enough scoring punch, but he doesn't hamstring you with his horrible defense. Because you remember like last year, Tibbs comes in, whips up like a defensive sort of no, defensive hard-nosed defensive squad. You've got Alfred Payton, you've got Reggie Bullock and stuff like that. They're gone this year. You've got them replaced with a bunch of old dudes who can't do shit. And here you are. I don't know. But it does feel like Tibbs is not long for the Knickerbockers after this season, right? Which is pretty tough considering he was the, the hand-picked dude for this uh, new regime. Bit weird. Bit strange. But he's got, you know, what? A third of the season sort of turned around now? Less than a third of the season. Anyway, and finally, Brad McGegan. Yeah, nah, it's criminal that Josh Giddy is not favoured for Rookie of the Year. Hashtag should be in the MVP convo. Yeah, nah. This is what I talked about, right? He can be the favourite if he keeps doing this. And, like, without SGA there, the show ready Gildas Alexander, he could whip out a couple more triple-doubles before SGA gets back. And, look, I talked about the Rookie Wall as well the other day. Mark Dagano sort of like limited his minutes. The only thing, like the thing is he's just gotten better like all season. It's kind of awesome and it's kind of amazing because I felt like we were on this pretty early, right? Like you watch his development and his improvement at the start of his NBL season to where he finished and we're seeing it exactly happen again in the NBA. So I wouldn't be surprised if Giddy isn't favorite for rookie of the year in two, three weeks time, you know? See how we go, especially if he has a good rookie game and all that sort of fun stuff and the uh, skills contest because that, weirdly enough, makes a bit of a difference. Right, unpopular opinion of the day. Now look at me, please. Look at me, look at me, look at me. Uh, so people are like, oh, Zion's not a bust. He just keeps getting injured. But, yeah, look, getting injured doesn't count like if you're a Like Anthony Bennett's a bust because he was just kind of bad and you took him number one, which compounds the problem. Greg Oden, the pick is a bust. Odin as a player, if he had have stayed healthy, he wouldn't have been a bust, right? Like, that's kind of the thing. And Zion as a number one pick, like being the number one pick and getting hurt all the time, that means the pick is a bust, not Zion as a player. You know what I'm saying? So Zion is the number one pick for this, <laughs> the New Orleans Pelicans. If he keeps getting fucking hurt, like it's a bust. You know? It doesn't help matters that you're size of a Mack truck and you keep hurting fucking extremities and feet and stuff. Uh, but look, the weirdest part is if Zion's out there, he would have played three more games than Greg Oden for their first three seasons, which is chaos in my brain. So tough scenes. But yeah, look, he's not a bust because the dude's out there fucking, when he was playing, it was like 25 and 10. Off you go. But if you take a dude who can't avoid injury and it seems like conditioning might at least alleviate some of those injury concerns... Heading into bus territory. Outback Takehouse for today. It's Thursday at Outback. You know what that means? Bloomin' onion. I don't know what that is, but I'd usually sort of just throw some onion on the barbie and go, wow, it's a bloomin' look, bloomin' beautiful looking onion, isn't it? Isn't it? See? It's bloomin' beautiful. And just in case I wasn't swearing around the kids, etc. But they reckon that this is like some sort of like flower onion. And it's like so, what a flower, but it's onion. Nah, fuck off, right? This is bullshit. Fuck off with your blooming onions. Two for one. Only at our back. And today's flame grill take is 
If the members of the top 75 NBA players list of all time are so good at basketball, then they shouldn't be afraid of not just showing up at All-Star, but they should be playing a fucking knockout tournament of one-on-one to determine who is exactly the best of the 75. (laughs) Only at Outback. (laughs) I love that, like, that vibe. I thought of this one today because I'm just like, hey, hang on a second, a bunch of them are going to be there. They should play. Fuck that. They should play one-on-one. That'd be sick. Seeing some old dudes blowing some ACLs. Anyway. Oh, that's not nice. Come on. Right. Uh, let's do the Australian Player Watch right after this one. This is Shane Hill, and you're listening to NBA Australia. Alright, Noble, what do Chris Paul, NASA Commander Scott Kelly and Reddit co-founder Alexis Ohanian have in common? Well, they've all got incredible experiences and they've created audio courses to teach what they've learned what they've learned on Knowable, which is a rad new app with the world's top experts to new skills in bite-sized audio courses. It's like Spotify for learning stuff. Oh, I love it. The squid still hates it. We're listening to it and he's like, Dad, this is a Thomas and Fred story time. Uh, the bloke from NASA talks about space. Chris Paul talks about the performance benefits of a plant-based lifestyle. And Reddit co-founder Alexis Ohanian teaches you how to launch a startup. There's over 100 other experts waiting to teach you something new. So if you're keen on learning some new stuff, download the Knowable app, bang in the code Straya, get 20% off getting smarter today. Right, Australian Player Watch today. Paddy Thrills in that huge comeback win against the Knickerbockers. I mentioned rough day shooting at 2 of 13, 2 of 9 from downtown. Ends up with 8 points. Two rebounds, two assists, one steal, and one amazing save. So, love that. And then, of course, Giddy Up, 17, 10, and 10 for Josh Giddy. One steal, eight of 18 from the floor, one of four from downtown. Joins Oscar Robertson as the only other rookie in NBA history to have three straight triple doubles. Holy shit. That is absolutely fucking unreal. What a legend. So good. Uh, The thing was, he played against uh, the San Antonio Bandera Spurs today. Uh, and Jock Landau, Rock'em, Sock'em, Block'em, Jock'em, Landau, cop there. Did not play coach's decision from the second greatest coach of all time. <laughs> all right, a really quick Andrew Gay's great mum reward for outstanding achievement in the field of excellence. It's the first and Andrew Gay's great mumba. All right, Josh Giddy. I mean, that's excellent. Andrew Gay's never had three straight triple doubles as an NBA rookie. I'm just saying. Uh, the Mop Top Mumba and Oscar Robertson, the only two rookies in NBA history to have three straight triple doubles. He's also had 71 assists so far in January. That's the fifth in the entire NBA. That's amazing. Uh, but I also wanted to throw in DeMarta Rosen. Look, we've talked about him at length. But becoming the one bloke who's scored over 35 points a game while shooting over 50% for uh, seven straight is just absolute chaos. So he's just dropped 45, 9, and 7, 38, 5, and 4, 36, 5, and 4, 35, 6, and 6, 38, 6, and 5, 48. Sorry, 43, and 7, and then 38, 6, and 6 today. He's an absolute savage. Demar Rosen. It's just such an amazing story of just like one dude going, ah, oh, well, look, I'll just... Do what I do, and I'll just do it better. Does that sound cool? And everyone's like, fucking sure, bro. And uh, he's just gone out there and proved everybody wrong. Who thought the Bulls are idiots for spending so much money on him? A.K.A. me. Right, 
Kiwi Corner. That's what we always do on a Thursday after Australian Player Watch. The big Kiwi, Stephen Adams. He has a great run the last week or so. Uh, dropped 16 points, 14 rebounds, 5 assists, and a block against Detroit last Friday. And 15, 11, and 4 against Charlotte with 3 blocks as well. Uh, on Sunday, massive game. And then 14, 13, and 5 against the Pelicans, against his old team with the steal as well. Huge vibes. Absolutely awesome stuff from Stephen Adams. The big Kiwi brew. Oh, this is sweet as. And then today, had a bit of a rough one. Went 1 of 4 from the floor. Uh, 2 points, 6 rebounds, 4 assists a block, but he had 5 fouls. So look, foul trouble plagued him. It's not his fault they lost. Playing against Portland, going against the big uh, Bosnian uh, Yusuf Nurkic, but Stephen Adams, what a great run! Sixteen and fourteen, fifteen and eleven and four, fourteen, thirteen and five, shredding it. His assist numbers, like so far for like February, he's averaging uh, eleven point three points, eleven point seven rebounds, and almost five assists. So tearing it up, big Stephen Adams. Right, Paddy Mills game day, baller game day Twitter check in. This one's just another quick Joe Ingles tweet uh, because Jingles is right here on the train of how good are Portland. And all they're doing is winning as soon as they get Joe Ingles. Four straight headed into the break, says the Blazers on Twitter. Joe Ingles retweets that. Coffee emoji, coffee emoji, coffee emoji, coffee emoji. That's four. Just saying. And uh, also, three sons he tweeted out earlier. So maybe, in terms of the uh, where's Wingles we were talking about yesterday, he's probably going to Mexico, isn't he? He's going to Mexico, bro. Love it. Look after yourself, Jingles. Right. Uh, today's picks of the 12 games. Let's do some uh, game previews and picks for tomorrow uh, before the All-Star break, which is going to be fun on the bun. Let's do it. Game previews. Game previews. Thanks, Inverton Bane. Not a problem, Jimmy. How's it all going? Oh, yeah, look. Felt better. Fuck my neck. I don't know what's happened with this. I actually went to the doctor today, so hopefully she's all right. Uh, but, you know, we're keeping on, keeping on. Uh, so today we went one, two, three, four, five, six. Seven, eight of 12. What a day. Somehow didn't win money. <laughs> I had the weird wrong combos. But eight of 12, you'll fucking take that. How did you manage to screw that up, Jimmy? Well, I actually uh, didn't follow my own advice yesterday. I knew the Pistons would cover, and I uh, didn't do that. I thought Washington would handle that. I thought the Knicks would handle their business as well. Uh, nailed the Portland pick. Nailed Toronto. Nailed San Antonio just. The Houston one as well is one of the ones where I'm like, oh, got that. And even the Lakers against the Yaz. Uh, but still, didn't walk away with any more money. What can you do? Uh, but tomorrow's games, we've actually got a couple of really good ones. This weird sort of period just before, literally just before the All-Star weekend, we've got Heat at Charlotte, which is kind of sneaky fun because the Heat, pretty up and down of late, uh, trying to give away some games. They're four-and-a-half-point favorites in Charlotte. I'm probably going to take Charlotte here. I think Miami with maybe a bit of an eye on the uh, All-Star break. Charlotte might just sneak one out at home or at least cover and make that a really fun game. Washington, they go to Brooklyn. Brooklyn after a crazy win today. I just can't trust Brooklyn to win two in a row. Wiz, though, pretty bad loss to the Pacers yesterday. Give me Brooklyn. I don't like it. Minus two-and-a-half at home. Why not? Dallas... At New Orleans, I am going. The Mavericks, well, they might actually rest. Uh, yeah, maybe I'll go with Pelicans here, plus two and a half at home. The Mavs might have to rest Luka there. Ahead is All-Star Weekend. Philly at Milwaukee. Milwaukee, it's a gonkin' for the good land. What a great game that is. Uh, the Bucks are six and a half point favorites against Philly. 
I might have to go the Bucks as well, uh, just because, I mean, we just saw Philly get absolutely obliterated by Boston the other day. Uh, you can't trust them. Houston, they go to LA to play the Clippers. The Clippers are nine and a half point favorites. That seems like too much. So I'm going to go Houston plus nine and a half. Uh, they covered today. Sure, they're on a back-to-back. They're in LA. Might be a bit party time, but and we'll see how we go. What do you reckon, Clippers? Can you do that? Nice. Right. Houston plus nine and a half. Nah, fuck it. Let's go Clippers. They should smash them. Cool. All right, that's it. And we'll wrap all those games up for you tomorrow. And uh, we'll preview the All-Star Weekend and all that great stuff with all our picks and tips. Who's going to win everything and all that sort of junk. It's going to be fun as hell. So, uh, yeah, that's it for today. Back tomorrow. Wrap all that up for you. Check out NFL Australia, myself and Gaz talking about the Super Bowl. Big Super Bowl wrap episode. Uh, Adam with World Wrestling Australia. Go check World Wrestling Australia out on YouTube. Always a great time with uh, Adam. NBAstraya.com slash shop. Get your merch. Get your merch. Uh, enjoyed uh, the uh, messages I got from some folks about the... Uh, the, uh, the person who was like, oh, man, come on, Jimmy, do, do me a better deal on your shipping. It's like, what? <laughs> the shipping is how much shipping costs, man. Uh, so I enjoyed that. Thanks for uh, <laughs> having me back. Uh, but, yeah, you still got plenty of T-shirts there, a couple of uh, hoodies. Off you go. Uh, check us a rating review on your podcast app. Go to manscaped.com. Use the code STRAYER. you get 20% off all your men's grooming stuff, and you'll get free shipping. Thedailyliquor.com. Use the code STRAYER. Get a free sixer on your mate Jimmy, too. Be from Melbourne. Uh, be over 18. Drink responsibly. Knowable bang in the code Australia when you download the Knowable app. Get 20% off as well. All right, big thanks go to From Oslo for the intro and outro song. Check out their new band, House Hats. Uh, they're amazing. And also thanks always go to Joshua De Laurentiis, Fascinated, Goldmines, Ramshackle Army, Iowa, Sex Jedi, Green, 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 and Dozers for the tunes that you hear throughout the show. Smash them all on Bandcamp, Triple J and Earth, Facey, Apple Music, however you stay up to your bands and listen to your tunes. Do that. NBA Australia Sports Australian Band, so should you. All right, uh, that's it for today. We'll just, yeah, we're not going to close out with anything today because it's already fucking late. So <laughs> we will catch you directly tomorrow. It's a preview all-star. Wrap up some of those games and have a good old time. All right, talk to you then, you dickheads. This is NBA Australia saying, look after yourselves, would you? And later, Hosen. Nah.